0: computer initialize hollow
1: suite media
0: Future Holds. Hello, listeners, and welcome again to What the Future Holds, your Star Trek Discovery podcast here on Hollow Sweet Media. I am Brandy Jackola, one of your hosts. I have with me two other hosts, as per First of all, second of all, I'm gonna introduce them both together. I threatened to do this and now I'm gonna do it. We have both Christopher D. Littlefield and David Jackola. Hello, Howdy. guys. Hey. <laughs> if you all, I wish all of you could have seen the screen because Chris was just hovered over his microphone with his mouth half open, waiting to go, Hey,
2: I was hoping I that to we to could talk over each other with the greeting. <laughs> what? We oh, well, say it at the same time, but it oh, didn't happen.
3: Okay, well, I, what? We, I, 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 it, <laughs> okay, I'm
0: there. You go, there we are. You got yeah, you talking okay. over each Perfect. other. <laughs> Who's the dominant re- one? Uh, yeah, me, that's true.
2: She's the captain. I'm, I'm Yes. I'm the
0: Queen. I am the Queen? No, I'm not. I'm not the Queen. Captain, I will <laughs> captain. take Captain. All right, guys, we've got a new episode of Discovery to discuss People of Earth. Yes. Episode number three in Star Trek Discovery, season three.
3: I really like the title of this episode. Yeah. It's very science fiction. Yes. Yeah, and it's also the name of a sci-fi comedy TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that start hmm. that was a few years ago. Um, hmm. yes, the Anna Gasteyer was in, and Oscar Nunez from The Office, and it was it was pretty cute. It was only a couple seasons.
0: I don't remember ever even hearing about that. It didn't.
3: Li- it didn't do great, but it's like this support group of people who had all had experiences with extraterrestrial oh. beings, and it's like the support okay. group, and it's it's pretty funny.
0: Right. Okay.
3: Yeah. Only two I'll seasons. we will have
0: to find out about that. Sounds intriguing. All right. So, gentlemen, let us begin the discussion. People of Earth. We get another recap of the first two episodes, which is fine because a week is a long time. And if you're not watching the episode more than once, you may have forgotten what happened before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And then it picks up basically exactly almost exactly where the last episode ended yeah with uh michael coming aboard discovery mm-hmm. saru
2: hasn't even changed clothes yet
0: no yeah. neither is tilly right she's still in in that uh that gray dress that she had on under her wonderful and sweater coat
2: they got their money's they, worth out of those outfits how do you like michael's mm-hmm. uh, goth club outfit
0: right oh I, know, I love it it's all flashy
2: and black and cool
0: Yeah, I want that Mm -hmm. outfit, but I guarantee they don't make anything like that in my size. Uh, She's obviously, in my opinion, a little wary. I mean, she's so happy to see everyone, but at the same time, she knows how much she's changed. Whereas she knows for everyone else, it's been a day since they last saw her.
2: (laughs) It's been one week
0: don't <laughs> since you looked at me <laughs> you're gonna make me st- the whole song gets stuck in my head now thank you
3: all right stop right. that.
0: i thought this is another
3: episode in which they're really pushing Sinequa to do some mm-hmm. kick-ass acting because she has to mm-hmm. play like it's been a yeah, year she gets to do a little st- and it star hasn't. log and we get to go back
2: through her experiences during the yeah. year
0: no, I like the way that that mm-hmm. was happening cuz it was like listening to a log and then all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. interrupted by her communicator going off.
2: Right. That was a nice touch. I wonder if that was a, nice a Freaks touch. That was cool. <laughs> of course it is. Felt like a Freaks touch. Frakes. I mean or if that was oh, originally yeah. in the script. Oh,
3: that's another yeah. reason why that's another reason why it's I like this episode Frakes. so much.
0: Freaks. Everybody loves Freaks.
3: That was a cool montage. Mm
0: -hmm. It was. I enjoyed that. I especially enjoyed the Michael through the months with the different hairstyles. Yeah. And uh, finally ending with those magnificent box braids. Magnificent. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Magnificent. She's glorious. When she was doing the combat simulator, did you suspect maybe she was doing underground fighting at first?
0: Not necessarily. I think she was just working out.
2: Yeah, so when you saw it the first time, you just assumed she was doing a a practice program and Mm -hmm. she wasn't, like, during the year just to make ends meet doing underground fighting. No,
0: I really didn't think that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I did too. I thought she was, you know, doing some cage fighting. The first time.
0: Mm. Yeah, that didn't really occur to me. Michael
2: goes all street fighter.
0: Yeah, I mean, she could probably clean up, but at the same time... Uh, that's not going to, you know, the possibility of injury is not going to help her in her quest. So I don't think she would do that even if she were desperate, because she's got to keep herself hale and hearty. <laughs>
2: How do you like their cool metal beer bottles?
0: The metal, the flasks that look like beer yeah. bottles? Yeah. Yeah. I liked those. They should put like those Future on.
2: Like Future cores
3: Light or something.
0: They should put those on the Star Trek shop. Yeah. Good branding.
3: I loved. Did y'all pause when it showed all of the different ships before the burn and look at them? I did the second (laughs) time. They were so cool, and then
0: they all blow up. It's sad. Yeah. 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 Very artistic way. I really did love the reunion because everybody was super emotional. I'm immediately crying, of course, because of course crying.
3: Okay. Yeah, I. I had like 10 tear points in this episode. I had lots. That's more than such Sweet Sorrow Part 2.
0: Yeah, see, mine uh, Sweet Sorrow Part 2 is just one long cry point for me. Just start, (laughs) finish. One long cry point. And
3: I was watching this episode on my phone, which I never like to do for the first time for an episode of Star Trek because it's on my phone and not on my TV, bigger. And I was getting my oil changed in my car this morning and I just had to watch it because I'm sitting there and I'm just like sitting there tearing up in the in the waiting room with my mask on. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. Basically
3: the whole time.
0: I have learned I never watch Discovery in Public so because <laughs> yeah, reasons because people but crying seeing strangers crying makes people uncomfortable and they don't know what to do and they get anxious. So I prefer to not react that way in public, if I can help it. Yeah, of course, Tilly's the first to hug her, because Tilly... I was about to say. Tilly bestie. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I also love how Saru hugged her. In fact, I'm getting emotional Mm -hmm. thinking about it. (laughs) I
2: really liked the Owo Michael hug. Mm -hmm. Because there's this look they give one another that is like, okay, we're both female black actors on this series together and the unlikelihood of that, like just several years before. Mm-hmm. I think it was mm-hmm. really momentous just to have that, that shared look.
0: And having those hairstyles as well. Mm-hmm. Because you just don't see those in network TV. You just don't. It's not something that is represented enough, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, natural hair. Right. Yeah, style. Yeah. There's this really great article that just uh, came out on Metro Entertainment, and it's uh, The Cultural Importance of Burnham's Braids for Black Fans. Oh, yeah. It's a really great uh, article if uh, anyone wants to read it. It's by Tilly Pierce. Check it out.
0: Hey, Tilly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have it saved. I haven't had time to read it because it's basically been uh, work all day- come home, watch Discovery, do this. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: pretty much.
0: Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to read it. But I did see that. I saw people posting it on Twitter, and I think David Ajala was one of them who posted yes. it. So I hit that little Wilson posted bookmark, it and I will read that.
3: That bookmark? Book. Bookmark. <laughs> bookmark.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there, mm. and what I accidentally did and didn't acknowledge. I it booked... I bookmarked book. Yeah. And it's also apparently International Cat Day, so Grudge has been tweeting up a storm. Oh, yeah. Because she's a queen. hmm And uh, she's also messing with everyone, making them think that she's more than a cat.
2: <laughs> I also saw on Twitter that your co-host of Infinite Trek, Aaron Harvey, put Grudge in the credits. Mm-hmm
0: yeah <laughs> because fun. that's that's what aaron does when he mm-hmm. sees that someone or something isn't getting the attention that it should he'll just put it in himself so yeah. and it was a very nice uh, rendering of grudge as well so
2: mm-hmm. i thought so
0: he's very good at that that's what happens yeah. when you're a graphic designer slash artist mm-hmm. you can just mm-hmm. do stuff like that
2: and how do you like the look that uh, Michael and Giorgio share? Mm hmm. Giorgio kind of holding back her emotions, and mm-hmm. Michael does that kind of look and nod.
0: Well, and that that wasn't even just face acting, that was just eye acting from Sinequa. Mm-hmm. She's just yep. a genius, no matter what part of her body she's using. She communicates mm-hmm. everything.
2: Wow. And, and how Giorgio uh, turns and just has that inward smile. Mm hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's very subtle. She's settled down quite a bit yeah. because, you know, now she knows that Michael is safe and she's not yep. going off the rails anymore, like more than usual. She's not going off the rails more than usual.
2: And then we get the explanation of the burn that Michael tells everybody.
0: I really enjoy this because Stamets is basically all the whiny fans. <laughs> Yeah, Because he but says that's all the dilithium, that's impossible. But they give us a little more information that dilithium was starting to become really hard to find, even mm-hmm. before the burn. Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of it had gone inert.
0: Well, actually, it all went inert. Yeah. And then every ship that was at warp went boom. This, to me, feels
3: like it inched us closer to the Omega theory. Mm. Just a little In bit. In what way? No, because they were like nobody knows why if it was an accident or if it was you know whatever,
0: right? But what would that have to do with dilithium? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's. I don't, I don't
2: know, know enough about the omega particle to even put in two cents. So I haven't seen that episode in quite a while. Uh, so yeah, I've just heard it. Thrown about as a theory, but yeah, that, I don't know the that happened of in it.
0: Voyager. So, mm-hmm. oh,
2: that would be why. Yeah, not that I have anything against Voyagers, just no. I didn't watch all of it.
0: Well, we couldn't watch all of it, yeah, because it kept getting preempted. But now I'm watching all of it with the Delta Flyers, whose shirt mm-hmm. I'm wearing today. Ooh, <gasps> Ooh. that's very ni- very nice. I like it. Oh, it's like the Borat again. It. <laughs> I like it. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, so I like I like the explanation, a little more explanation, but also that little bit more of background that dilithium was already starting to become scarce.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: I guess mining facilities were drying up because there just wasn't any more to mine. And so it became like a search for a new way to power warp drive and nothing was reliable. So
2: And poor Detmer It's like just another pile of bricks to put on her back. It's like she's just losing it. You can see how she responded with how many people died. You know, millions Mm -hmm. of Federation members died. Mm -hmm. Just millions of people in general. Yeah, and she just, Mm -hmm. you see that tears just flow. Mm -hmm. And she's not dealing well at all.
0: No, because she's keeping it all in, and that never works. Take nope. it from someone who knows. It never I'm works. more
3: convinced that this is all PTSD now with her, too. Uh, yeah. I agree. She's struggling.
0: Honestly, and and I, I said this in a comment on, uh, on our What the Future Holds page on Facebook, that uh, I really hope that they don't muddy this water, that they really mm-hmm. deal with PTSD, because... Yes. We need to have that conversation more in Star Trek, and it needs to be shown as it is okay to not be okay. And there are steps you can take and help you can get. I really feel like that's a more important conversation to have than, oh, something's wrong with her implant. Agreed. It's more
2: character-driven, too, rather than just... Technology driven. Far more interesting to do something with the character than what the character's implant is.
0: Yeah. And the CBS All Access uh, account is not helping on that front. Hmm. Some of their tweets have been like, Oh, is Detmer just suffering from PS- PTSD or is it something more? And I'm like, Ugh!
2: Oh, that, <sighs> that is bad.
0: Yeah. I was I hoping not... they went
2: back we didn't even and deleted pay attention. that.
0: Yeah. Because
2: just... that really it minimizes post traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. is it just it's like have you anybody in that account ever suffered
0: i from don't trauma I, I think that they didn't intend for it to come across that way but they didn't yeah. i feel like whoever wrote that tweet did not wisely choose their words
3: yeah that's yeah. really poor choice of words that's just a that's just a grab for you know, a
0: grab for to get people speculating. Attention. It's a red herring. Stirring the pot. I really feel like it's a red herring yeah. and they're just trying to spark conversation and I get that, but that's not the right thing to do it about. No.
3: No. Also, Star Trek fans do that enough mm-hmm. so yeah. they don't really need to put it out there. <laughs> you don't no. need to get it from the source, definitely. No. Yeah.
0: You really don't want that. It's not let,
3: let the fans do it because they sh- they certainly shall.
2: And it's not just Detmer that's struggling. You see, Tilly struggling too, as she just thinks about her family, her mother, her cousins, and she's adjusting the badges on this little memorial wall that also destroyed me. People they've lost. It reminds me of Battlestar Galactica when they had that photo wall of everybody
0: they lost with the Cylon attack. Oh. Oh, well, that that goes back way long. You know, way far in the past, in real life, and, you know, after the First World War, after World War Two, yeah, there would be those walls with pictures that people put up of their loved ones who died in that war.
2: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with their fallen agents wall.
0: Yep. Yep. It's something that has a basis in real life.
2: And ever the clever and a emotionally intelligent Tilly picks up on that Michael had let them go Mm -hmm. or at least partially that she had that that dream of her holding that dandelion and just blowing it and letting the seeds go
0: it wasn't a dream it was a vision
2: a vision well you know what I mean she had to let them go Mm -hmm. yeah because a year's a long time to be holding on to that
0: and Tilly knows that Tilly understands she knows
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And she reacts in the best possible way. Because Tilly is a very empathic soul. She loves feeling feelings. She said it herself. And she didn't need to be told. She, She could figure out immediately when she first hugged Michael and knows that Michael's been gone a year. And then they finally get the chance to talk about it later. And she even says, you know, I may not know you, but I know you. And I love the way that yeah. she said that. She's like, Yeah, I don't, I may not know who, you know who you are now, but I know you. I know the core of you. And I will get to know who you are now. And Saru does much of the same thing in this episode, which I'm skipping around a lot because that's more yeah, well, think
2: We're on a topic and it's how everybody's dealing with this yeah. trauma. And it really is a fun exploration of all these different characters and how they relate to all this loss. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Like Saru says that Kelpians are used to this. They're used to anxiety and fear and dread and loss.
3: Yeah, but... And so he's
2: kind of dealing with it in a rather rational manner. And also, yeah, with the evolution and losing the threat ganglia, I think he's a bit more firmly planted on the ground
3: than a lot of people... I, I don't know. I think that Michael asked him, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah. And I think that was his, like, this is the response that I'm supposed to say. But I think that he's, it's still a little bit of a front, you know. I oh. think he's, I think he's still, he's got to be the captain. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's, he's, uh he's not going to show too, too much at the moment, you know. He answered, a, he answered, he answered, in, in the expected correct way, you know, my species is used to stuff like this, you know, but mm-hmm. he's got to be hurting, too. Oh,
0: I don't think he ever denied that he was hurting, but he didn't outright say it either. I would like to point out at this time that what I have been saying since the end of season two came to be that Saru is the captain and was yep. always right. going to be, damn it. So mm. to all of those the naysayers. Big brother is now daddy. Yeah.
3: That moment Wrecked me. Same. Same. It's you. Oh, it wrecked me. Mm -hmm. Wreck. And you see everybody's kind of eyes go up like, yeah, that's that's a fair choice. Mm -hmm. And you know what it was? It was Michael. It was her self-assuredness. She had already come to terms with that fact even before she saw them. Mm -hmm. And she was so self-assured of that decision and saying, no, it's you. You're the one. And she just knew it and she just uh yeah her eyes when she when she motions towards the the chair mm-hmm. for him i'm just like <laughs> you, you know she's she's got other things in her destiny that are planned for her right. other than being the captain of discovery there's something else there's other stuff that she is, she, is, she is destined for, that she's in line for. Yeah, well... Well, you can see that with her conversation with
2: JoJo is that Philippa, she's noticed in Michael this, that she's experienced this year of freedom, where she isn't under the yoke of the Federation rules and, you know, Starfleet uh, protocol, that she's had this experience as this courier and all these fun adventures and you know being able to do whatever was necessary and that I think Felipe saw that Michael got accustomed to that got a little taste of that so I don't know if she'd feel comfortable being in the captain's chair she'd probably want a little bit more freedom
3: she's really comfortable being back in uniform and, yeah. and being asked to be number one
0: well, and that's that's the thing about a first officer. Your first officer is there to do the stuff that you can't, so she's way more well suited to being a first officer than she yeah. is to being a captain. And she knows that.
3: Yeah, she's got to question the decisions. She's got to, you know, she's got to do the. Options, she's got to do the different. stuff
0: like every other first officer does mm-hmm. for their captain to keep their captain protected, safe. Uh, out of harm's way, out of trouble with Starfleet, etc. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: she even tells Saru that she's a year away of who sh- she used to be. Mm-hmm. And that is going to take a while to get back to where she was, if she yeah. even does. And that he says that, you know, what is it? Something about growing? He says, I oh, I, I will, will trust, trust you. you
0: to change a grow change. with change yeah grow as with change as you trusted That's the me yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah that another mm-hmm. moment that wrecked me mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah wrecked me too
3: yeah that was this was this was great this was a really good episode y'all yeah I... she doesn't
2: have to resort to who she once was cuz you have to assimilate the the experience you have that it's something that builds your character so that year of experience, you're not just going to throw that away to be a
3: first officer. You're going to mm-hmm. make that part of it. You know, we don't know Michael either. Like, we're just as, apart from that first day, we're just as clueless about who she is now and what she's been through as the rest of the crew.
0: Yeah, we've gotten a little yeah. inkling through the montage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's
3: very obvious that she's different. She has changed. She's lighter. There's She is more mature mm-hmm. yeah, it's something there are different things she is more comfortable in in some ways it seems I also learned
2: that nobody knows about her mother
0: yeah she contacted right. Terralisium and no one had ever heard of her mother that actually yeah. doesn't surprise me because if Gabrielle got back there and there were people now instead of desolation she probably would have either stayed hidden away or gone somewhere else so as not to influence their society. Oh. That's my personal feeling. That's my headcanon right now. Also, those meows Do you, you heard we'll are uh, our cat Noby.
3: Oh, I guess you're Noby. going to leave them in
2: now. Huh? Oh, I'm
0: totally leaving them in because <laughs> it's International Cat Day, y'all.
3: Oh, that's right. So, yeah, Do you he's... think we'll see Mama Burnham?
0: I hope so. I really hope so. I would love to see sonia Son again.
3: Yes, I would love that.
0: So I guess we will find out later. Because, you know, they're now supposedly in the same time. Because that tether would have snapped her back to that year. So she's got to be out there somewhere.
3: She's hiding from history, I guess, maybe. Possibly. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Or... She may be involved with wherever the Federation headquarters is, and what's left of mm-hmm. wherever Starfleet is now. You know,
0: I I just hope she's not dead. That's speaking
2: of
3: too. that gives
2: us a nice segue into the mission proper,
0: right? Which is going to, to Earth.
2: find Earth. Yeah, go home to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Because they get this message from this what this
3: admiral, I guess. Uh,
0: admiral Tall.
3: Admiral Tall. Yeah. Tall. Mm Cenatol, something like Cenatol, Cenatol,
0: Cenatol. Yeah.
3: 12 years old message.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That they figure, hey, let's go check it out. And besides, who who wouldn't want to go to Earth? You know, that's the birthplace of Starfleet and, you know, the Federation, Starfleet Academy, upset cats, you know, just (laughs) all of those things. So it makes sense that that would be where they want to go. That was
3: a beautiful sequence. Oh, yeah the jump into approaching yeah, earth solar system you get a little glimpse of saturn yeah. saturn yeah i'll
0: never get sick of seeing them jump with the sport drive oh yeah never
2: it made a fun little noise i think it was the first time i recognized the the noise you know, or heard the noise the oh really the
0: oh no teleports. i have yeah there's this that.
2: weird little wind up noise that comes yeah. before they they bamf
0: yeah mm
3: mm-hmm. mhm I was disappointed that I did not hear Julian Grossman say black alert when he called black alert this time. Mm. Oh.
2: There was no disappointing. computer voice. Yeah. I missed it. You. had the the sound but not the computer voice. Hmm. Boing. Yeah. Yeah. Boing. 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 <laughs> but a cool noise. Boing. It's like <laughs> IDM <laughs> or EDM. <laughs>
3: What, what's going on brandy <laughs> like, Wait for us <laughs> she's, she's waiting for us to stop <laughs> looks like she froze it does look like she froze oh she froze in a good way yeah um, she's got angry face
1: i know
2: <laughs> we'll just wait it out yeah there she, there she is. is
0: we cannot get through a single recording without uh, me freezing no. at least once Oh, is that what your angry face was about? No, that's not what my angry face... It wasn't an angry face. It was me trying not to say stuff that I can't talk about. Oh, Oh, dang it. Oh,
2: I see. Uh, Future stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, dang it. But there's only one
3: more episode that you've seen, right? Yep. Episode four you've seen. I had not seen episode three, so this was new to me too. And and that's all I know. And you know more. (laughs) And guess what? After next week... You ain't going to know nothing new. Yes, I am. Nope.
0: We will continue oh, to get s- uh, screeners weekly Okay, Shut the up. day after the current episode airs. We'll get the screener okay. for the next episode. Sorry, sunshine. I'm going to do a new show.
3: <laughs> I'm going to do a show with someone else. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, this has been a great no, podcast. No, and of we appreciate I you don't.
0: listening. Sorry. Um, this is our <laughs> final episode of What the Future Holds. <laughs>
3: There's no one else I'd rather be. Yeah,
0: I know. Same here. <laughs> didn't even reach episode 10? No, didn't even make it to 10. Oh,
2: man. That's bad.
0: Yeah, it's what happens when you're in pilot season, man. Some make it, some yeah. don't. Yeah,
2: you know, I say about podcasts if you don't reach episode 10, then it wasn't meant to be.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so I, uh, Earth. Earth, 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 they they show up at Earth. Oh, it looks glorious. Earth. Um, and also, it's not the Earth that they left. Oh, no, not even a little bit. Because nope. suddenly all of these uh, little machines come to life and mm-hmm. put this big force field around the planet and ships are on their way up immediately.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, defensive shields, mm-hmm. perimeter kind of thing. Yeah. It's very Macross Plus.
0: It is. And... We
3: see Captain... Is it Endoye? Endoye. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Endoye? Yeah. Yeah. She, I like her. I, I like her. Yeah, she's, she's cool.
0: She is ready to do her job, and she is not taking any shit from you guys, so... Yeah. <laughs> I get a,
2: a Doctor Who actor quality from her.
0: Yeah, I Like, guess. maybe
2: I've seen her in a previous episode of Doctor Who. She has that oh. kind of vibe.
0: I'll have to look her up mm. later and see if yeah. that's true. Yeah. So... They're you the United Earth now, and yeah, U.E. Basically, isolationists. They've made their home self-sustaining, and they don't want anyone else coming near them. That also has to do with raiders trying to steal their mm-hmm. dilithium. And uh, you know, I I understand why they did what they did because basically, you know, the burn happens, and. They're trying to get their stuff together, and everybody else is trying to steal their stuff, and so they're trying to defend themselves and, you know, stay alive, and they did what they had to do.
2: I actually find this to be more hopeful than it could have been, Mm -hmm. because if you're talking about that, there's, you know, this dilithium shortage, and so they're also isolationists. They're not exploring anymore, apparently, Mm -hmm. so they're not going out there to... You know find more resources this could have broken down and earth could have split up into warring factions again mm-hmm. right they well could it's have about requressed. survival right yeah it could have but been all mad max down
0: there but it wasn't
2: they still have replicator technology and it's all a post scarcity society then you know there's no reason to war because there's no need for more you know territory or more resources yeah so it's good that they re- remained a united Earth and you didn't just com- completely fracture.
0: Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, our crew does not know about personal transporters yet. <laughs> but <laughs> they sure find out fast. Yep. There's all of a sudden a bunch of U.E. people on their ship. A bunch of inspectors. hmm Just popping in all over the place. And Saru oh, yeah. is not amused.
2: And one of the
3: people popping in is our new character.
0: Yes, Adira. Adira.
3: Yeah. So my question with Adira, who I'm I'm head over heels for immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just like immediately feels like a Star Trek character to me, mm-hmm. is is that they're gendering Adira as she and her, everybody is. Yeah. And, and Adira is a non-binary character that doesn't identify as me- neither male nor female. So... I'm wondering if that's going to be in the story somehow. Because it felt like when Stamets and Tilly kept saying, she, her, she, her, it felt like a little cut every time. I'm like, no, 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 you're misgendering. You're misgendering them. You're misgendering them.
0: Well, Nadoye so. is the first person uh, also calls her she.
3: Right, exactly. So
0: it's not just that it's from the Discovery crew. They are following the lead of how other people have interacted with her.
3: Right, which leads me to believe maybe this is something that's going to develop. Yeah, I don't know, because you'd think Adira would correct them if they preferred to be
2: called they, and I don't even know, because the character is referred to she her, so I assume that that is the designation. And I was looking a little bit into, just through Twitter, there's a lot of uh, trans and non-binary people in the Star Trek community, Mm -hmm. And there's a really warm reception to Adira as what I could see. Oh, yeah. And apparently you can be non-binary and still go by she. You don't have to claim the they-them thing. Mm -hmm. You can be non-binary and still be they. Technically, I suppose I could be non-binary because I'm critical of of gender assignment. Mm -hmm. And I've been misgendered to my face even with the goatee. Oh, yeah. I've been called ma'am. Mm -hmm. I've been called ma'am on the phone And it's never really offended me Oh I like that Because you know I being like Taoist Sometimes I embrace this feminine principle And I give off some feminine energy Every once in a while And that it's perfectly okay So yeah you can be critical Of gender and be non-binary And still go by Mm. he, she Sure Him, her Yeah
0: well it it all just depends on the person And once again I'm going to bring Sunny Kiss into this because right. Sunny Kiss,
3: oh the wrestler, yes, yep.
0: Sunny Kiss oh, yeah. will respond to any pronoun. It will respond to he, she, they. Doesn't matter. He welcomes mm-hmm. it all. So, yep. that's just yep. the way he rolls, or she rolls, or they roll. <laughs> so, though, <So, laughs>
2: on the other hand, when I guested on open channel, yes, we were talking about the the non-binary character with an asterisk. Mm. It's like, so, I mean, we find out, it's jumping ahead when we find out other things about this character, but there's other reasons to go they-them than being Mm non-binary, and Mm -hmm. that there's, like, multiple personalities involved. And so in that regard, you could be called they-them, because you're talking Mm -hmm. about more than one person embodied in the same character. Because the deer is a a, jo- has a, trill, a trill symbiont? Or, yeah, has a symbiote. A human with this symbiote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah And so, yeah, they them would work because you have multiple personalities residing within you. But that's being Maybe. non-binary with, with an asterisk. Right, right. And so it'd be nice to have true representation, but so far I haven't seen anybody being hypercritical of it, even all that critical yeah. at all. It's just I mean, nice I... to have a non-binary character. Right. Played by a non- non-binary actor, actor in a series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the thing is Definitely. is that we tend to have... We, we as a species like to define things and fit them into boxes. And even yeah. uh, non-binary is a box to be fit into. Yeah. Right. And I think that what Discovery is trying to do is expand the idea of what non-binary ah. is. And I think... Right. You know, knowing what I know about episode four, I can't really comment, but I feel like further in the season we're going to see more about this. We're and and all that matters is that people who feel represented are happy with it.
3: Absolutely. That's what I've seen so far. Oh yeah. I at the end of this episode I was like, y'all, we discovery, we got a big old queer ship on in Star Trek and I Mm -hmm. couldn't be happier about it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so excited. And we still you know, have like, a future character to be introduced to that,
2: that fits the whole queer spectrum. And
3: I love him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love him as Buck in the OA. I cannot wait to see him. Nice. Yeah.
0: It's just the way things should be. You know, It's yeah. that's the thing. Star Trek is often a reflection of how things are, but also how they should be at the same time. Which is a tricky line yeah. to walk.
3: I have to I have to say I have to I have to come out and I've got to say it. I've got to, I've got to say okay. what I told you the other day, Brandy. Okay. Star, Star Trek Discovery is my favorite Star Trek series. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's my favorite, <laughs> especially after this episode as the world expands and expands and expands and we're in this new sort of mirror universe again where we don't know what's going on, but the essence is still there. Humanity is still there the the ideals of the federation is still there we've got this full representation fuller representation of the rainbow of people and it's just it just uh uh, it's my favorite star trek series and i'm so glad that i finally let it out we even
2: have representation of youth because adira is what 16 16 yes
0: and
3: however old the symbiont is yeah Yeah.
0: let's let's just talk a little more about Adira and Stamets because
3: they figure
0: out that Adira has put something on the ship that keeps everybody from being able to use their BAMF. So she needs Tilly and Stamets figure out that she needs time on the ship, but they don't know why. And uh, Tilly is like, well, how do you get a 16 year old kid genius (laughs) to fess up? And, The next time we see Adira, Stamets comes walking out going, I know what you did. Oh, my God. I love that <laughs> this So scene. good. This entire good. interaction is and,
3: genius. And the score behind it, the music yes. behind, in this scene is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Jeff Rousseau, I mean, it killed the music. And it was lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like there was this like inner child of both of them mm-hmm. interacting with each other. The subtext of that. I loved mm-hmm. it. I liked the complete honesty.
0: Yes. Like
2: Adira asks questions. He answers them. Yeah. There's no attempt to, you know, deceive at all or even to beat around the bush. He just comes out clearly. This is what this board drive does. This is the augment I've got so I can hook up to it.
0: And by the way, yeah. we're from 2258. Here's the mm-hmm. thing. And there's no one like me. Yeah, yeah that's a great line. It's like, there's <laughs> little is there more bit like of you? Stem it's is, like there's no
3: one like me. Little bit of stem. It's mm, kind of yeah. creeping in there. You yeah. Know? And She's I like the interplay
2: stem. earlier with her and Tilly talking about the museum. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like you're in a museum. <laughs> Museums are cool. Museums are cool. Says, that's what I
3: expect from somebody who lives a in a museum. <laughs>
0: right.
3: And give, him, give her some of the shrooms, your
0: magic shrooms. magic shrooms, yeah. Who yeah. are you? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. The one thing that I don't know if people really recognized about the whole interaction in that scene between Adira and Stamets is that he never dumbs anything down for her. He treats mm-hmm. her as a peer.
2: Well, they noticed that she, are we going with she? They? Well, it's well, she in this episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. so... Yep. She'll-
3: you know, well, let's go with she until yeah. until Adira tells yeah. us otherwise. agree.
2: True. So um, she recognizes the technology. She knows where to look. She knows what she's looking at. Mm-hmm. And she's seeing how all the technology hooks up. And she's able to actually sabotage their equipment, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's it's... aware
3: of their technology. And that's telling. Yeah. Stamets knew right away that she screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could tell. Yeah. When she was in the...
0: Uh thing in the spore room spore drive room Mm -hmm. yeah the cube he was the cube he he knows sneaky people because he can be a sneaky person but
2: the hue cube what (laughs) sorry
0: (laughs) what it's a running gag
2: the hue the hue cube it's not a hue
0: cube it's a a paul cube
2: Cube. it's that paul cube (laughs)
0: yeah I just yeah and speaking of the music the music when they are approaching earth oh my god now you oh. i just want everyone to remember that this music was recorded one instrument at a time remotely
3: no and then I mixed know.
0: oh my god oh my god it's amazing yeah.
3: which means that while they're recording you can't hear that you're in tune with everybody else Mm-mm. you uh-huh. know if you're on a if you're on a certain instrument and everything and you've got a click track you know and maybe a video maybe it's crazy crazy what they did with this episode musically
2: bits that are more like tangerine dream they're kind Mm. of like Mm. almost new agey and yeah and just being like like electronic pads i think when saru and michael are talking there's a bit like that that's just this kind of spacey synth a bit music more and
3: it's very pleasant i like that a lot mm-hmm. i like that the score for season three is it's a departure from what we've heard in one and yeah. two and two was very different than one too but there are a lot of timbre changes a lot of the language is different now for yeah. season three but it still got that jeff russo discovery you know it's still that but it's it's changed.
0: Well, it has yeah, to cool. change. Everything has changed.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: everything has changed. Ugh. Anyway, so let's talk about the Raiders. Yeah, okay. let's
2: talk about the Sudden Red Alert.
0: Yeah, Sudden Red Alert. Mm. And uh, Raiders are moving in. And they are communicated. Well, uh, they're being hailed. And Nadoye says, don't answer and, you know, just basically attack them. And he's like, that's not what we do. And he. Because
2: Mr. Diplomacy. He's Mr. Diplomacy. Diplomacy.
0: And that's, that's as it should be. And so he answers yep. the hail. And we've got this person in a very insectoid looking helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying yeah, they I... want the dilithium. We should mention books on the ship.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. books. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The interplay he's had with Philippa as well.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, she's the one who beams him aboard and he's, he's, uh, he's already, he'd been warned about her, but obviously didn't listen well enough. Because, you know, he does that guy thing of, yeah, 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 I got this. And then he actually meets her and is like, oh, I should have listened better.
2: (laughs) And how just this casual conversation and suddenly he's pouring out stuff that he should keep to himself, like that they have never had sex, they've never hooked up. Mm -hmm. And she's just kind of looking at him, and he's going, oh, "I'm gonna stop talking." Yeah, he's like,
0: <laughs> yeah. "No, we're not talking about this. We're not talking." about
3: He's this. he's coming back. We're gonna see him again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sure. He's also there's FFW. yeah. They they yeah. have yeah. They've got too much going on between the two of them. It's like insane their chemistry. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, when they're about to have people, you know, on board, they have to look like they are all Starfleet, and so she makes him put on a uniform. <laughs> I l- Which just
2: get to see him without a shirt on. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, we did. Didn't last yes, long enough did. for me,
0: Um, but mm-hmm. I love though that, you know, she tosses him this uniform jacket and shirt, and he's putting the shirt on and she's changing her clothes. He doesn't look at her once. In any nope. other thing, that guy would be sneaking a peek, but not book. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, on Discovery. TV not Stevie at all. No. And I just really appreciated that respect. It's such that a small she's more skeevy
2: than he is. Yeah, she
0: she can, well because
2: she... she'll steal glances. He won't. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, the first time, I mean, of course, she's gonna steal a glance. <laughs> it's just those abs are right there. Mm,
1: yeah. But
0: yeah, it was just it it was such a small thing that probably most people didn't notice, unless you're a woman. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> probably, uh, lo- if you a lot of women probably noticed that.
2: Look at previous Star Trek series where they appealed to the male gaze. Mm-hmm. You had Seven of Nine. You had just those episodes T'Pol. of mm-hmm. Enterprise. Yeah, to Paul when they're in their little decompression chamber or whatever. Yeah, when, yeah, mm-hmm. when they're
3: yeah. In their let's undies. objectify the male a little bit every yeah. yeah. Equal rights. <laughs> nice to change it up, right?
0: See, if you're going to objectify a woman, then you've got to objectify a man to balance it out, because then right. it's not.
3: It's about time. No kidding. <laughs> not that we haven't gotten a little bit of that, but No, yeah. but not Swinging nearly enough.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, he he is on the ship because they brought his ship on board to cloak their dilithium.
3: Right. That was a cool oh, and scene. And his
0: ship mm-hmm. co-
2: like collapses. Yeah. It so it can fit it in can a cargo hold.
0: I love yeah. that ship, man. It's just so cool.
1: It's
3: very
2: cool.
0: I love the way it yeah. looks, how it's shaped, what what it does. Anyway, yeah. So back to the raiders. The raiders are coming in, and uh, Michael takes book, and they book it <laughs> out of <laughs> <off> the bridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's too. And it's just so easy. It's just it's like it I writes itself. That he misses his cat. I know. Too. He's worried about Grudge. Yeah. He says he's worried about his cat. And, because uh, Michael's got a plan, but he is, uh, and he was trying to get drunk on synthol. Mm-hmm. Oh, when they were
3: there, what was the ship? Did you see what the ship was back there? Do you have any idea what it was? Mm-mm. In the, it was like, I don't know if it was like a hologram or something, but there was a representation of a of a little ship there next to the replicator. I, and I, I don't know. I wanted to know what it was.
0: Don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... They're trying to talk to the raiders and Giorgio is, she's more in tune with what's going on because this is her bread and butter, so to speak. This is right. what she's accustomed to. And when mm-hmm. they detect a ship leaving the shuttle bay and Giorgio immediately knows, of course, that it's Michael and that she's doing what she has to do to... Right. What's the word I'm looking for here? Defuse this situation. I almost said disrupt, but mm-hmm. that wasn't the right word. Defuse. And uh, Saru is not happy because nope. she didn't talk to him, and I get that.
2: And I like how George Old brings up the whole point of why Michael didn't talk to mm-hmm. him. Is mm. unstoppable force, immovable object. That, that Michael's the unstoppable force. You're not going to be able to prevent her from doing what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Saru is the immovable object. He's not going to budge from his position. And so the discussion would have been pointless.
0: Right. And I think, though, now that they have learned from that situation, and that's not going to be an issue going forward. Right. Because they... Well,
3: he says trust Trust needs to be a given, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So... But
0: he also trusts her to find her way, you know, in this new role.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've got to they've got to figure it out together. They've got to figure each other out again and their relationship out again. Yeah. They both have to do work for that.
0: Yeah. yep. And they're both willing to do that work, which mm-hmm. is a plus.
3: Which is very similar to how when and Endoye, mm-hmm. how they, yeah. how that comes together. That's an yeah. interesting That's parallel. parallel. Yeah. yeah. So
0: jinx. Yeah. They lure the ships away from Discovery Meanwhile, Earth is preparing to attack them, and Discovery is running interference to keep them from being destroyed. And
2: Another great Detmer moment mm-hmm. is she does not want to risk the crew again. Mm-hmm. She's already experienced that. And it's, again, that PTSD is you don't want, like, if you get in a car accident, do you want to drive? Right? No, I've been She's through been, that. I've yeah.
0: actually been through that.
2: Yeah, it's she doesn't want to risk the crew again. And oh, it says, well, the shields are fine. They're at like they're full at capacity. Yeah,
0: but then one one attack does completely destroy their shields. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like, okay, cut down everything non essential power and get those shields back up.
0: Yeah, but they're not going to get them up in time before Earth attacks yeah. again, and so we don't see exactly how michael and book finagle their way i mean they make a deal for the dilithium but how they actually mm-hmm. get when and bring him aboard right. discovery you know they
3: just said we have to move quickly yeah,
0: yeah. so she uh, the the raiders were standing down they're like wait what why are they doing that they've never done that and then they walk in with
2: when i love this plan though is to transfer the dilithium you know to make the deal And because they have to lower the shields to get the transporters to work,
0: Mm -hmm. that's
2: how they got on board, grabbed him, uh, bamfed back out again, and brought him to Discovery. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Then Wynne and Ndoye argue, and uh, both Saru and Michael are trying to just get them to talk, and Michael even says, talk face to face. And... They're still both being very bristly with each other, and Giorgio takes matters into her own hands and yeah. just <laughs> kneecaps. Knocks, him. Yeah, she kneecaps when and pulls off his helmet, and we find out there's a human under there. And not just yeah. any human, but Christopher Hare Doll, who is one of my favorite actors. That dude can do anything.
3: Okay, another. you're gonna have to tell me more about him because I saw somebody else in the open channel comment about that in the open channel conversation thread mm-hmm. and I and I'm clueless.
2: This is another Hail on Wheels guy. Oh, yes.
0: He's he's been in many, many, many things. I've seen him in so many things. He's done a lot of sci fi. A lot.
2: Okay. Well, sanctuary, is that the, yes. the...
0: He did Sanctuary yeah. with Amanda tapping. Amanda tapping. And But before that, the first time we ever saw him, but we didn't know it was him. We didn't know really what he looked like because he played a wraith in Stargate Atlantis. Right. Oh.
3: And I have not seen Atlantis at all yet.
0: It's, it's really good. I enjoy all of the Stargates. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because Connor Trenier also played a wraith on Stargate Atlantis. Oh.
2: But yeah, this dude's super tall and he likes to do science fiction. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And his Clearly. his brother... Yeah, fits in... His brother is uh, the author of the book Contiki. His brother's name is Thor. That's not a joke. Okay. <laughs> These guys are of, of that descent, but um, yep. Scandinavian. Yep. Scandinavian descent. And so I was just overjoyed to see him. I'm just like, oh, it's Christopher Airdall oh, that makes me so happy. Yep. So, uh-huh. yeah. And then he explains, you know, they're from Titan. And he tells the story of how they were a research colony and all of, you know, they lost a third of their colony and soil and they were barely making it. And they sent a ship to Earth for help and it was destroyed when it arrived. And so they knew there was no help coming. And so they had to resort to being raiders to get what they needed just to stay alive. And it's just it's and how brief
2: this, yeah. yeah. The brief this scene is. His acting is so, it's good. so good.
3: He's so good. You know, that uh, that that conversation really moved me too. Mm-hmm. Between the two of them, and mm-hmm. and with Michael and Saru and Giorgio trying to get you know stepping in in their own way, in each of their own way, trying to get them to communicate with each other. That that really moved me. Mm-hmm. I really 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 enjoyed seeing both of the sides bend and both of the sides hear each other i i thought it was pretty beautiful
0: it was beautiful well yeah
2: it's the heart of what the federation was all about is finding peaceful solutions to problems Mm -hmm. and that's you know all the people complaining about discovery not being true star trek is like here it is this is true Star Trek, this is the heart of Star Trek, is to find peaceful yes. solutions to
3: problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a super Star Trek-y episode. Yep, diplomacy.
0: Getting people to listen. It's not just about the talking, it's about the listening.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually mm-hmm. hearing what the other person is saying. And when Endoya hears the story, she's she. you can see yes. that she's yes. horrified. Oh, she's yeah, so that good. they For sent them. a
3: ship to get help yeah. from Earth, and they blew it up. And you see yeah. him; he's yeah. crumbling. Mm-hmm. He crumbles mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. He's mm-hmm.
0: he's at his he's wits like end. Desperate, you know. They had scanned their ships. Uh, Michael and Book had scanned their ships, and they were overcrowded oh. and just all. And, she, mm, and he just communicates it in such a heartbreaking way, which is again why I love this guy. Mm-hmm. He he really can do anything. Yeah. I have seen him as the worst kind of villain, and I have seen him as the best kind of hero, and everything in between. He can do it all.
3: Yeah. Who mm. wrote this episode? Erica Lippold. Help. So, so written
0: with, by a lady. Partially written by a lady. By a lady. lady. <laughs> <laughs> by lady. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, with that writing team and with Frakes, they just pulled the best out of these yeah. out of these people. Mm-hmm. This is a superb episode.
0: So it's so good. And Michael, you know, starts that conversation of maybe you could send engineers and, you know, supplies so that they could get their colonies back up and running. And in turn, they could share their research with you. And, you know, have a trade going on here. And, and Doi is the first one to say, I'm willing to discuss terms. And then yes. he says the same thing yes. and I'm just crying. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just crying my little eyes out. I don't know. I hope I hope that
3: fans understand how significant these storylines are. You know, especially in this episode for now, for now in season three, yeah. like it's so, it's so, it's so important. The themes are so I important.
2: I think it's even more impressive in that because like the Federation scattered to the winds, they have no authority, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what are they going to bring to the, the table
3: from episode two? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And so this is all just through charismatic negotiation, really because it's there, the
3: peacemaking but without yeah. force the kernel is there it's in yeah. each of us we all mm-hmm. have the potential to to listen to someone else to empathize with them to hear them yeah sometimes you know we just some people need help finding it you know the potential yes. is there in everybody it is no matter how hard anybody acts you know
2: yeah but so hopeful
1: mm-hmm
0: and just because the Federation isn't what they left behind in twenty two fifty eight, that doesn't change the way that they behave. They still behave with the same values, and I think that's something the frickin' galaxy needs right now. Yeah, I
2: think yes. that makes it them cling even tighter to their ideals because they can't rely on the other stuff. Yep, they can't rely on on force of numbers
1: that they might have done in the
2: past or they can intimidate just by sheer force of how big the Federation is they have to play it smart and they have to play it compassionately and that's what we see here
3: and it's not about rebuilding to be what it was but maybe to something better than it was yeah
0: so Adira asks to stay on board and (laughs) Andoi says yes and uh, then yes. enjoy uh, Bamps. and uh-huh. we find out from Adira that she claims she is a Senatal. Yeah, and that's when we find out about the symbiont. And yes, they they have a a slightly different pronunciation, and I'm glad that I haven't seen anybody angry about that uh-huh. because about in the symbiont? In, yeah in the subtitles, yeah. it's still you know spelled the same way which symbiont is an actual word but you know it's how you pronounce the o do you pronounce it as symbiont or do you pronounce it as symbiont it doesn't it's still the same thing
3: it's the same thing yeah i've heard yeah. both i mean mostly we heard symbiont and mm-hmm. ds9 right yeah but i've also heard symbiont before yeah. it doesn't bother me either way
0: no it doesn't bother me either way either <laughs> either way either uh and aunt, 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 and aunt. Uh, I prefer yeah, to like say it's like temporal
3: and temporal. Yes. Yeah. Same exact same thing. <laughs> route and route.
0: And Doye does give everyone permission who wants to go down to earth to go down <sighs> to earth.
2: I oh love my this scene. god.
0: This, again, just crying. Just crying. You can see the Golden crazy. Gate Bridge is still there.
3: Mm-hmm. Still painted in that uh, construction orange. <laughs> so it takes us back to Michael and Tilly's conversation when she's like, there's something, is there something that recognizes me? Yeah. Or it's yeah. Not, you know, when she's talking about all the things and then we get the, you know, cake is eternal, which is the laugh mm-hmm. line out of that oh, yeah. seriousness. Yes. But it ends up being the tree. The tree yeah. recognizes her. So she hugs her. And it. that
2: they all studied under that tree at some point mm-hmm. and they all stood there at some point.
3: Yeah.
0: And it was still there, even a years later.
2: And of course, Tilly hugs the tree.
0: Of course, yes.
3: tree hugger. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yep. I love tree huggers.
3: Yeah. If you, yeah, listeners, if you've not hugged a tree, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Go hug trees a tree. Are good source of energy. So are our mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go hug a tree today.
0: Yeah. Yes, I do love trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so this was quite an episode, you guys.
3: It was, it was, and it, it flew by for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superb episode. It's a beautiful episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like now, okay, we're in season three. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a sour moment in the whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. even the little montage, like, star log thing <laughs> that she does. You know, the little, not quite Captain's, Courier's log? Courier's log. I guess. Personal log. <laughs> it's a
0: personal, personal log. <laughs> log. Personal but, but she's, log. She's really recording it for discovery but right you know.
3: i have a question so we get a sphere data reference with the trill symbiont mm-hmm. slash symbiont and saru is explaining to michael the sphere data blah 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 the symbiont so we've seen mm-hmm. trills before we saw a trill in the trouble with edward i believe we saw one on the enterprise at one point and so trills are around do they just not know that they have a symbiotic nature with another
0: I think that's clearly implied. Yet? Yeah.
3: Is that what yeah. the implication is? Okay. So we... Interesting. That means that when we've seen Trills in the short tracks and on the Enterprise, uh, everybody else doesn't know really fully what, what Trills are mm-hmm. and what they can do.
0: I think... I That's feel like it was cool. still a pretty closely guarded secret at that time, just for the protection of the symbionts because there were so mm. few of them. More, far more hosts, right, which we later learned than symbionts. Right. So, right. Mm. I I think that you can headcanon that really easily. That makes sense,
3: especially if we're getting some issues where Adira can't fully access the the symbionts memories and we also do know that lots of trills mm-hmm. are rejected yeah. so we maybe we'll deal with that a little bit in future episodes we yeah. do obviously we're going to see the trill homeworld soon
0: yeah the next like.
1: steps
3: yep yeah you see yeah. the little
2: coming next episode mm-hmm. little clips mm-hmm. you see a little
0: bit
3: yeah something's going on with michael in her eyes i
0: can't say anything
3: yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not trying. I know. To get I, I want
0: to, general... to say so many things. Yeah. But I can't say <laughs> anything.
2: Because people have seen the the chill caves mm-hmm. from you know during yes. the big trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, we've yeah.
0: seen
3: them
2: before too.
0: Yeah, but we just hadn't seen them in this era of Trek.
2: So this mm-hmm. is great. We're connecting to DS9. We're connecting to Enterprise. <laughs> it's uh, like connecting to all the different yeah. series.
3: Wait, Enterprise?
0: No, Next Generation. Uh, Next Generation is when no, we first saw. Trills. Remember
2: the, the whole stuff about the temporal yeah. war or temporal war.
0: Oh, temporal war. Yeah, I thought oh, we were yeah. still talking about just Trill. Well, I'm Sorry. just talking Trills. about this.
2: Yeah. The season, they keep mm-hmm. you know connecting the dots to
3: other Star Trek series, which is fine. Well, of
0: course they do because yeah. it's all part of the same universe, yeah. and they know their stuff.
3: Yep. Yeah, I am just really in full appreciation of. Of what is happening with Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Full appreciation.
0: Same. There's really something for everyone. And lucky for me, I just love it all. Yeah.
3: Well, same. And I like that we still have our... You know, we are still living in series that are in other familiar areas of Trek, too. Mm -hmm. We're just now you know, almost a thousand years in the future. So it doesn't really cancel anything out. We still have all of that. Mm -hmm. We can still live there. We can still get new contact. We have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years to explore. Yes. In between.
0: And that's the beauty of them being where they are and when they are, because they're, they're writing their own story for real now.
3: Yeah, it's making me appreciate what we know about Star Trek even more now, actually, Agreed. somehow this episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm not sure I'm not quite sure why or how that is, but it's just something that's occurring to me in the moment.
0: Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is is that even people who do not have the background of having seen the entire series, well, just Okay, my mom. My mom is finally watching Discovery. She is watching season one, but she's also watching season three. And she has seen all of the previous Treks, so it's not like she doesn't know Trek. But at the same time, she doesn't have context for some of the relationships and some of the things that are happening in season three. And she's still loving it. Cool. So it can appeal to people on different levels of knowledge.
3: I um wanted to point out real quick that Endoye is a Senegalese name. Mm. I looked that up.
0: It's beautiful, Which I, I really love like.
3: it. It's a beautiful name, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, final thoughts, gentlemen. Dave, you wanna go first? It
2: is um,
0: well I
3: oh Dave, go ahead.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> uh,
2: like I said, <laughs> it's uh it's like a superb episode. There's there's nothing no mark I can put against it. I liked every moment of it. There was something. Uh, was it her, her name, Nielsen?
0: Nielsen. Yeah.
2: Seeing her having the con, that was a nice little moment. Oh, mm-hmm. she had the yeah.
0: yeah,
2: Yeah, she was sitting in the captain's chair. When Saru came in for the red alert, she got up and ran off over to her station. She got up, she got up real <laughs> mm-hmm. fast. <laughs> so it's kind of a nice little touch. It's like, oh, she's got the con. That's cool. So I mean, even, even she had this moment, you know.
3: It's great. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Chris, final thoughts.
3: Well, I, uh, back to back to just the Cap Saru Cap Captain Saru moment when they all said "I Captain" in unison was was really beautiful. It's not "I I Captain" because that's for pirates.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that um, moment of no, I...
3: <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like I've said everything that I wanted to say about this episode mm-hmm. and. I also just really wanted to quickly say that we've gotten some really nice comments from some listeners lately on the socials, and uh, thank you so much for listening and for your your nice comments. It really, really means a lot. Thank you. Yes.
0: This one may not have been a laugh fest, but that's
3: okay. Yeah, I don't think I was very funny this
2: episode. (laughs) No, that's okay. It's hard to talk about good episodes because there's no reason to criticize it, and so we don't get into like... The defensive positions of trying to convince the other person is like oh this is why this is actually a good scene because they're all good scenes mm-hmm. there's no need to well, convince I have a complaint each other actually. oh you
3: have a complaint oh i have a complaint right. this was a non-less episode and Reno less episode right. and i didn't get called no. so unless he was in the hello with michael right. but i don't think he was i'm i'm you know those are my peeps That's y'all true. those are my peeps and and you left them out this episode so. well they did get some they better be in the next pretty line. heavy scenes in the previous episode so yeah at least they,
0: kinda... they had a lot to do
3: but not with michael
0: yeah, distribution not with michael. of labor
3: kind of thing brandy where are you at where you where thinking?
0: am i where am i yeah. i'm right here i'm so in it uh i I've, I've been aware of the music since the season premiere But I think this was the episode that really made me emotional about it and remembering how hard it was to just get this recorded, much less mixed and edited and polished and ready. The amount of work that went into it is staggering and it was worth it. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for the soundtrack to come out.
3: I know. (laughs) I want it. Man, I think this is it's hard to pick there Each season the, the the scores are so, so good too, mm-hmm. is really epic. Mm-hmm. But like this one is something special. So this was something different too. You yeah.
0: Know? and that's that's the wonder of the music as well is that it is being composed to fit the stories that they're telling in that season and being able to evolve with the show is mm-hmm. it takes a lot of talent and just all the props to jeff russo just all oh my
3: god and the, the orchestrators and the music assistants and the instrumentalists mm-hmm. you know the copyists and i just you know what a team what's
2: mm-hmm. crazy talking about writing the music to suit each episode is this season of star trek's doing some genre hopping because mm-hmm. like the yeah. first one's kind of this heist comedy Deal, and then mm-hmm. we get this space western deal, and now we have this high drama. It's really fun to see, you know, how they're going to explore even future episodes if we're going to get more of this kind of genre hopping around and more episodic than what we've yeah, had right. in the past. You know, they're mm-hmm. experiencing different things per
3: episode, which is a nice, like, yeah, yeah, throwback. it's not like they just wrote star trek discovery music Uh yeah for season three they like you know the music is truly a character it is and it's like they were forced to evolve and change things and they didn't just accommodate what they had to do they stepped it up Mm -hmm. and and leveled up with with it you know
0: yeah so everything anyone who had anything to do with the music production i salute you Actually, anyone who had anything to do with any of the production, but especially the people <laughs> doing the post production, because they had yeah. the toughest jobs. Indeed. Because they were doing that when quarantine started and yeah, had to yeah. adjust the way they did things.
2: This music's definitely one of the last things because you need it to be fully edited
0: mm-hmm.
2: before you can put the music yes. in.
3: Yep.
0: Well, and according to Tignotaro, when she was on the Pod Directive podcast, she talked about how they would edit on set, because it was all digital, mm-hmm. and so she would be like, "I don't know, do I really screwed that up? Do we need to do a new take?" And the director's like, "No, no, no, we've already edited a couple together. We got what we need, mm-hmm. just right there on set." Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's amazing. But yeah, I just um, I look forward to the stories that we're going to see. And we're getting to know this universe along with this crew. Right. And what a hell of a ride it's been so far. hmm And those are my thoughts.
3: Yeah. Nice.
0: All right then. It's that time again.
3: And guess what? We are under two we are well yeah, under two well hours. Yeah, we're well too. under two hours. Like I said,
0: it's a good <laughs> episode.
3: The better the episode, the less we'll probably have to say about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So if anyone's listening
3: to this episode while they're standing in line voting, Ooh. because this drops on November third, mm-hmm. which is voting yeah. day, um, good for you for mm-hmm. voting. Yes, and I hope hope that you're enjoying us. And if you're if you if you're not listening to this while you're voting, I hope you already did. Oh yeah, yeah. And we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep, I voted by mail. My vote is now currently with the uh, with the county clerks. And we'll be counted yeah. on election day. I don't know why they wouldn't yes. want to count yeah, that early. Just start early, counting but, now. You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> can well, jump on it. You know, it's different yeah, in every state. True. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. But yeah, I, Utah. I guess they just want to do it the hard way.
2: Has nice, safe vote by mail. So mm-hmm. yeah, we did all right.
3: And apparently quite an uh, an absentee amount this year, yeah. too. Along with a lot I of I see ones. Texas yeah. is having a huge turnout. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, Come
3: through, Pennsylvania. Oh, Come through.
0: <laughs> it's, it's very nice because all of the county libraries in our county have ballot boxes. So oh, nice. it was very easy for me to just drive five blocks from our house and pop it in that box.
3: Yeah, those turned out to be really beneficial so far.
0: Mm-hmm so yeah anyway time to tell people where to find you so start with you chris where can people find you in other places besides this one
3: well you can find me on instagram and twitter at cd littlefield and my other two shows open channel we're at open channel trek and there are four questions is at four questions trek and that's the number not spelled out taking a little bit of a hiatus right now because hello discovery season three uh <laughs> but you can check out the first six episodes so far and, and let me know what you think
0: they're fabulous i can tell you all right now they're fabulous every single one. one oh thanks every single one has made me emotional so same mm. dave
2: hey i am over at twitter at dark corner cast i host with Brandy, the Dark Corner Podcast, which you can find on darkcornerpodcast.com, which also has links to all of Brandy's Star Trek shows, and also her headcanon <laughs> is on there as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So thanks for mentioning that so that I don't have to. Yeah. So you can also find me here on Holosuite Media on the podcast The Vedic Assembly, which is about Deep Space Nine, with my friends Liam and Nick. We have so much fun. And also Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast with my friend Suzanne. I'm going to take this moment to say that Suzanne, her passion is creating stained glass. And she does all these nerdy things. Most of them are Star Trek. And she did a wonderful stained glass panel of Pike's Enterprise. And she posted a picture of it on Twitter and tagged Anson Mound and Rebecca Romain and Ethan Peck and Anson Mount fucking retweeted it.
3: Hell yeah, he did.
0: Oh my God. And I saw it like, I, I have him set to be notified every time he tweets because he doesn't do it super <laughs> often. So when he tweets, I'm like, oh, let's see what Anson has to say. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I was freaking out for Suzanne, whom I think was probably in bed by that time. So she didn't see it really until the next day. But I decided then and there, I'm ordering that. I have already ordered it. And I also ordered the Blue Science Delta stained glass. Oh. And so. The
3: Pride one she did is really cool too. I'm going to
0: have them all eventually.
3: I got to get. Where do, how do we get them?
0: You go to, uh, just go to her Twitter account, which is at Stained Sass. Okay. So Stained, like the regular way, and then Sass, S-A-S-S, and there's a link to her Etsy store. Or you can look oh, up good. Stained Sass just directly on Etsy and see all of her offerings. She makes each one as they're ordered. So every single one of them is going to be an original because no two pieces of stained glass artwork are ever alike. There are always tiny differences so I'm she's so good she she is amazing she's so talented so guys please check out Suzanne's work and also you can follow stain sass on twitter you can also uh follow her on twitter at kjaneway8 and uh yeah we have a great time doing boldly go so
3: I love that woman too oh
0: she's I just adore her I adore her yeah and uh then I do two live shows So both of them are going to be on Saturdays until Discovery is over. Well, one of them will remain on Saturday no matter what. But uh, Infinite Trek happens at 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturdays on Twitch on the Outpost 13 channel. This coming Saturday, which is now past for all of you, since it's Halloween, we're talking about Scary Trek. And then we will do our Discovery episode as an audio-only podcast. And also at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturdays, I do the Unready Room with my friend Dan. Chris, you guest hosted last week and we had a great time. I did. It and was fun. a lot of fun. And uh, when I
3: wasn't being distracted by reading the comments. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
0: I feel like I should have warned you about that. Do not get lost in the chat because yeah. it will happen very quickly.
3: There were a couple of times when Brandy was like, Chris. Yes,
0: yeah, like, Chris. hello. <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable. So uh, that's on Dan's YouTube channel, Kurt Ratz Productions, which Kurt Ratz is Star Trek spelled backwards. And uh, yeah, I, um, I have a lot of fan sets pins. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. Right. For no reason. Oh,
3: also, Brandy, you'll want to be checking your mail. Probably in about five days, what maybe something you, like that. What did you do? I didn't say I did anything. I just had this <laughs> intuition that there might be. Some, you might want to check your mail sometime oh, f- soon.
0: Damn it! <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> so, ShopCo ads, ads coming? Yeah, Christmas is around Oh the corner. my! We don't get ShopCo ads anymore, honey. They is gone. Oh, is they? Okay. They is gone.
3: I didn't even know what they I used. That you for don't them.
0: need to know. You don't need to know. It's. it's no, Walmart and Walgreens and, and Target. That's those are the ads <laughs> that happen now. So that is it for this week's episode of what the future holds and join us next week when we'll be talking about episode four, really super looking forward to it, everybody. And yes. as always, you know, drop us a line on our page or in our hollow media, Facebook group, the Nexus. And, uh, you know, have a chat about what you think about this episode or anything else having to do with Discovery yeah. or maybe just anything about us in general. You know, love us, hate us. <laughs> Comment about <laughs> anything about
2: us. Are you sure?
0: About no, <laughs> no. I, honestly, I feed on your hate. I oh. dine on your tears. So <laughs> Anyway. Thank you again for joining us, and join us next time to see what the future holds. And see. All right, I'm gonna start this damn thing. Okay. Right. I almost said good evening. Good evening. <laughs>
1: good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It good evening.
0: Good e- I'm going to begin the podcast like this. No, I'm not. Good evening. No. Okay. <laughs> no,
2: just... Now she's got the giggles. Oh my god. She's
0: got the giggles. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh. uh, yes. Here we go. All right. Who did I introduce first last time? Was it Dave?
3: Me, I think.
0: It was Chris? Okay. Just, I think. I'm just going to introduce you both at the same time. and You can fight for dominance. How about that? Cage okay. match now. Whoever emerges gets to be first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm out of it. All right. For reals. And I'm the one editing this, so I'm just making it really hard on myself. Okay. This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Sweet Media programs.
3: Loading Sweet Preview Program for Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast.
0: It, it's too much effort and I'm busy. I gotta get this done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had stuff to do. He had logs to plant. He had a ship to take over. He had an entire plot to uh, to fill out and make everyone think that he needed to have a trial for mutiny <laughs> because exactly. that will distract everyone long enough for them to get to Talospore. He's busier than Prince Humperdinck.
3: Loading Sweet Preview Program for Star Pod Trek, a podcast exploring Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future. So we're seeing that the early Star Trek conventions
2: were were a nice balance between science fiction and real world science,
0: and that was cool because th- because a lot of uh, Star Trek fans are interested in science, and a lot of, and I mean all of those um, science guests that were there probably were Star Trek fans, and and they they probably even said that that they got into to science because of their love of Star Trek.
3: Loading Hollow preview program for the Vedic Assembly a deep space nine podcast someone you know oh just gonna sorry i'm gonna interrupt you yeah child pictures are always so shit
2: <laughs> well they always look i feel like you can shit. always they look tell crap, i hate them and then like my niece gives me one and i'm like oh thank you for this 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 master
1: <laughs> she
2: drew one of me once and i had broccoli on my head and she's like that's broccoli I'm like, why <laughs> alice why <laughs> love it a bits but why <laughs> That's adorable.
0: Computer, deactivate Hollowsuit.